With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Majesty, worship His majesty, unto Jesus be all glory, power, and
Welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who is with us in the studio. And this is our Sunday night edition of Face to Face, and another two hours of worshiping God, studying the Bible, and most importantly, intercession and prayer on your behalf, on the behalf of your families, on the behalf of your communities, your cities, your nations, and of the world. So let's open it up and prayer. Father, we come to you. Father, rejoicing with joy at the magnificence of your name, Father, at that magnificence of your presence in our lives, Lord. Father, we come seeking only your face, Lord, that you would be glorified in everything that's done tonight, that nothing that is said or or that is done is for our, our glory, Lord, but that you and your Son, Jesus Christ, will be glorified in everything that takes place. Holy Spirit, have your way tonight here and in the homes of every person who's listening. Father, we give you glory and honor, and we declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus, thank you for your blood that was shed for our sins. Thank you for the grace and mercy that you have poured out into our lives. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who is given to us as a guarantee to us of our inheritance in you, Father. So, Lord, I ask for wisdom and revelation. Father, that from all of us, that you would give us, as it says in Ephesians, a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Father, let the eyes of our understanding be flooded with light. Let us know and let us see and let us understand your heart, Father. Let us understand and know your will in our lives. Speak to us and let us be changed into your image. Holy Spirit, have your way tonight. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Jesus, be glorified in our presence. Be glorified in our mess. Be glorified in this earth. Father, your word declares that you have given Jesus the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord. And so, Father, we exalt your word. And we declare that your word is truth and we declare that your word is life. And we thank you, Father, for the measure of faith you have given us. And we ask that you would help our unbelief in any areas that we still do not believe, Father. And Lord, we come to you not seeking the miracles or the signs, Father, but we come to you that we may know you, Father, that hearts and lives would be changed that men and women would be drawn to you, Father, that you would reconcile men to yourselves and you would draw men to yourselves, Father, that you would expose the hidden works of darkness, Father, and bring light through the gospel to this world. 
Father, that your Holy Spirit would go through this earth seeking out those who are ready, Father, for the harvest you said is white. So, Lord, we ask, Father, be glorified tonight.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Um, our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, um, give us a call. We have our chat room open. If you need immediate prayer, you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. So we're going to read a little bit and then we'll go into more prayer. Um, John chapter 4. And hopefully I'm going in the right direction. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. It doesn't say why he needed to go to Samaria. But he was headed for Judea, or he left Judea and was going to Galilee. But for some reason, he needed to go to Samaria. It's, it's ironic that through our lives we have goals and we have end destinations that we know we're going to. Paul, for example, knew he was going to end up in Rome, but he ended up being thrown in jail beforehand. And Jesus going to Galilee ended up needing to go through Samaria. Because there's always places and that the Lord will send us in order for his will to be accomplished, in order to reach out to that one person who needs him. And it's possible that Jesus went to needed to go through Samaria just for this one woman. And it says, So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground, that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. The ironic thing about a well is it's in some ways a symbol of man's accomplishment and man's ability to provide for himself. And the people of the town all came to this well because this was our life spring. Um, it was the one place they could come to get the water. And so no ordinary men and women knew that there was a well that, would be, that they could provide themselves with water. And it sort of reminds me of the Old Testament when the children of Israel were complaining about water and Moses struck a rock at the request of the Father, and water came out. Because there's a difference between the provisions that and the things that we can do as human beings and those things that only God can do. There's a big difference. Um, and it says, Now Jacob's well was there, Jesus therefore being wearied from his journey, Set thus by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. And a woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. 
for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. It's interesting when you read the words of Jesus and you study the life of Jesus that there's so many different things that you can get revelation about as far as how we should live our lives. The first thing was that Jesus didn't distinguish who this woman was from anybody else. He, of course, knew that she was a woman of Samaria. And... But he did not treat her any differently than anybody else. He still considered her the same as anybody else. But she knew the difference. And the very fact that he didn't treat her with indifference showed there was a difference in him compared to those of the world. And the way that we conduct our lives should be examples to the world to the effect that even the world themselves are surprised at the difference and there should be a noticeable change and a noticeable difference in the way that we present ourselves to the world. And it says, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. And Jesus tells the Samaritan woman, if you only knew the gift of God. As in to say that there's something greater than the man-made water, and there's something greater than the man-made provision, and there's something greater, and there's more life that you are not aware of. Something deeper, something fuller, something stronger, something more eternal, something lasting longer than what you can comprehend or that you understand. One of the verses we talk about a lot is in where it says that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And God said in Jeremiah 33, 3, Call it to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Um, Paul also said, It has not entered into the heart of man, nor has, nor have we conceived those things that God has prepared for those that love him. And you see, there's, whatever the, your expectation of the blessing and the provisions of God, well, it's actually higher than that, and it's actually greater than that. Because you can't conceive and you can't understand and you can't comprehend just how much loves his children and just how much and how many blessings and how many good things he has prepared for your life if you would only believe and trust him. And, you know, Jesus said, if you'd only knew the gift of God. You know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you don't have your life wrapped up in the Word of God, and if you're not taking time to study the Scripture, which is what speaks about Jesus and what speaks about the Father, then you'll miss out on some of the blessings 
that God wants you to have because you won't know they're available. It's one of those things where even scientists are always learning and always finding things that they weren't aware of that have major impacts on other things. And, you know, in our lives, there are blessings and promises of the Father that if you're not aware of them, that you don't, then you don't know you need to ask for them and you don't know that they're your right as a child of God to even have them. We would never pray for people to get healed if we didn't know the Bible says that by his stripes we were healed. We wouldn't pray and ask for God to provide for us if we didn't know that he, his word declares that he is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We would still be struggling with our own sin and we would still be struggling trying to gain acceptance to the Father by our own works and our own merit if we did not know that it says that by grace we were saved through faith and that Jesus Christ died for all, for not only our sins but that of the whole world. And if, the, if we didn't know that the Bible says for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it says... And he said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water, living water. So first thing is knowing about the gifts of God. And the second thing is knowing who it is who's speaking to us. You know, another important thing about the scripture is that it reveals the character of God. It reveals the personality and the integrity of God. A lot of people want to know what God's like, and a lot of people wonder what God would think about certain situations. And the easiest way to figure that out is to figure out what he is like and to figure out what he's already done in the past. And, you know, you can take the Bible from the front cover to the end and you read it all the way through. And you'll find that God is pretty much always always the same. I mean, it even declares that he's the same yesterday and today and forever. And, you know, his character never changes. There's always God who declares righteousness and that we should be holy, holy people called unto him. And there is a God, the same God, who declares that there is a judgment against sin for those who cannot meet the standard. And then in the middle, there is the mercy of the Father who speaks on our behalf. You know, someone told me once, a long time ago, that the Ark of the Covenant, if you've ever seen a picture of the Ark of the Covenant from the Old Testament, um, it was designed, it had like gold and all these precious like materials. And But theoretically, it was the best way to describe it. It was like a box. And on top of the box were, and were two angels facing each other that were carved. And these angels' wings were stretched out toward each other and covering the center. And someone once told me that the angels the carved angels. One of them was called judgment and one of them was called righteousness. And in the center rested the mercy seat. Because when righteousness, 
the righteous aspect of God and the judgment of God meet, then his mercy will always prevail. When there is no way, then he makes a way. Whatever the situation is, when there is no way, he'll make a way. Rivers through the deserts, and he'll make a path when there is no path. You know, Jesus had a destination, but he, but the Holy Spirit had imparted to him that he needed to go through Samaria. And, you know, this woman, there's no telling how long she had been searching in her heart for something for the Father. And, but it took the Father coming to her where she was at. Because without the Father directing people into our lives and directing us into the place. You know, I mean, she could have gone to the well later on during the day, but she ended up showing up at the well right when Jesus was there and vice versa. And so, you know, he'll get you to the specific place you need to be to receive the blessing and to receive the revelation and to receive the the provision for your need. And her need was not the water that she was thinking that she was going to get. Her need was really something more eternal. It was something more with with more substance, and you know the father was right there to give it to her. And Jesus said, "If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water." And the woman said to him, "Sir." You have nothing to draw with. And this well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? And you know, the woman's declaring that. You know, with all her knowledge of the well and of what man has done, here comes someone who's proclaiming that there is living water. And she has to take her knowledge of the way things are and what's possible and cast them away and trust in what she doesn't understand. And Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Whatever we do on our own, without his help, will never be lasting. Our own attempts will always fail. Our own attempts to fulfill ourselves will always fail completely. And Jesus said, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. And this woman 
who'd been searching and searching was so thirsty for something real. She was so thirsty for something eternal. She was so thirsty for something more that she knew she needed but couldn't explain. All she had was this well that her ancestors had dug. And she had always come to this well, but it never quite satisfied. And it never was complete because she would have to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming and keep drawing to the well. But once she heard that there was living water that would become a fountain of life inside of her, the only response is, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. It says later, um, our fathers worship on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. <clears throat> you see, there's a lot of people out there who are waiting for the, the Messiah but they yet have someone to point him out, even though he's in their midst. This woman who is thirsting on the inside is seeking the Messiah, but doesn't know where to look for him, even though he's in her midst. And Jesus, as an example, had to tell her, I am he. And we, as an example, or following his example, have to point him out to those who are looking for him. And because there's people today, just like back then, who are still thirsty. And nothing they do is going to satisfy them. Nothing they do is going to relieve the thirst. And they're going to have to keep searching and searching and searching and searching as someone who is in the desert in the desert with no water. And all their attempts to satisfy themselves will fail. And so they'll keep coming back to the same water, to the same water that doesn't give them eternal life, to the same water that never quenches the thirst, to the same water that never really completely fills them. And most of all, the same water that doesn't give them any rest. You see, when you come to the Father and you trust in Him and you place your life in Him, there's a rest that comes with not having to draw, with not having to work, with not having to, to constantly make the effort to fill yourself up. 
because his word and the Holy Spirit will take his word and make it a fountain of living water inside of you so that you will never thirst again. So we're going to take a break for a second and we'll be right back. Our call in number is 619-638-8458 and this is Prayer International Radio. Pray. 
things are impossible with God. There's nothing that's impossible. And the word declares that by his stripes we are healed. And that pretty much settles the argument right there. It doesn't matter if it's cancer or a brain disease or a heart issue or a broken bone or an organ problem. It doesn't make any difference because he's the same Father, same Holy Spirit who spoke those words through his Holy Spirit. And he said that his word would not return void. Father, we come to you tonight along with whoever's listening right now on the radio knowing that space and time are nothing to you. Knowing that you are with us wherever we are and knowing that you hear us. So Father, we stand upon your word that declares that by your stripes we are healed. Father, we look to heaven and we declare according to your word where you said, Jesus, that if we would ask anything in your name that you would do it. So, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we ask for complete and total healing of every person listening to the sound of my voice right now. Jesus, that through your your word, that every single person would be completely and totally healed right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, remove every tumor. Remove every dysfunction. Make every organ line up according to your word. Father, every issue with people's intestines. Lord, I ask right now in the name of Jesus Christ for complete and total healing. In the name of Jesus. Father, for every stomach issue, for every heart issue, Father, we speak life. In the name of Jesus, and we declare the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your blood. We thank you for your word. Father, for every person who has a problem with their ears right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we declare and command those ears to be open right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, Holy Spirit, open their ears. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Father, anybody who's having trouble walking, Father, according to your word, Lord, we speak to these bones. 
Father, we ask for complete and total restoration of these muscles and these bones right now in the name of Jesus. Father, straighten out the bones. Restore them. Restoration right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we can, we ask for complete and total healing, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Jesus, we thank you for your blood. Jesus, thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. If there's anything specific you need prayer for, please give us a call at 619-638-8458. We have a chat room that's open. You can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, be glorified tonight. Father, heal every muscle, every body part. Remove every headache, Jesus. The throne of God. Revelation chapter 4, verse 2. Immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. Father, we come standing before that great white throne. The throne that's been established from eternity. The throne which is surrounded with transcendent radiance. The angels, the seraphim, beauty everywhere. The river of fire that flows from your throne. Oh, we love to stand before your throne, oh God. We love to stand before the throne of God.
place of divine encounter. to be lost in the raging fire that flows from your throne, O oh God. Thank <laughs> you. 
with flaming fire. The furnace of love. Beauty. Raging fire. Raging fire. Raging fire. Eternal desire. Eternal. Oh, the fire that never goes out. our inheritance. Oh God, to stand before the great white throne, to be lost in the river of holy fire, holy romance.
All right, well, praise God, we're back. This is another edition of Face to Face. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be picking up the broadcast for the second half uh, tonight. And we were in the studio with Sean Holmberg, uh, sharing his heart, sharing the Word of God, uh, sharing about the woman at the well and talking about the Lord. So praise God. And so anyways, this is Prayer International Radio. We're going to go into a time of worship. And uh, praise God.
All right, praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for the second half of the broadcast. And so tonight we were talking about faith. Uh, Sean was sharing his heart uh, concerning the woman at the well. You know, just really the way Jesus responded to her and uh, what he had to say to her and the way she responded to Jesus. And, you know, how we respond to Christ really makes a big difference in the way our, our life plays out. You know, God is constantly making a point to reach out to us, constantly making a point to search us out, seek us out, and reveal himself in our lives. And a lot of times uh, in life we respond to that, and a lot of times in life we, we harden up to that. It really just depends on what's going on. Okay? And... Uh, So with that being said, we are going to go into a time of prayer. If uh, you have some prayer requests, feel free to call in, 619-638-8458. And of course, uh, if you want to email us, you can go to prayerinternational at gmail.com. Or you can get in the chat room. Uh, or you can go to the website, www.prayerinternational.org. And so we're just working. Um, actually, for those of you that are in the chat room, I actually just lost my Internet connection. I'll be back on briefly. I don't know what's going on, but I'm out of the chat room, maybe out for the rest of the night. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. So if you are in the chat room and connecting, ministering, and fellowshipping, praying, whatever the case is, feel free to jump in there. Uh, from time to time, well, I've seen up to you know ten to twenty people up in there, uh, you know, live callers. So it's been kind of interesting. But yeah, feel free to get in our chat room and connect with people. If you're a minister on Blog Talk Radio, um, feel free to post your information in our chat room. We do not mind. You know, let people know how they can connect with you. If you're making some good Christian contacts and things are happening, um, most of the people that are in there, we've checked out some of your programs and, and seen, you know chatted with some of you and checked out your websites, you know, feel free. What we're trying to do is build a 24-hour prayer chain, prayer base, you know, chain, however you want to call it, prayer support, whether we're doing that through conference calls on Skype, whether we're doing that through blog, talk radio, or tiny chat, however we choose to do that, we want to get prayer going 24-7. If we can use blog, talk radio as an instrument to do that, We'd love to connect with some of these other ministries and see how we can actually get something going 24 hours a day, nonstop, where between a handful of us, we can actually cover a 24-hour you know, base for people where they can reach out and get help any time of the day, any time of the night, whenever they're in need. They can get to a phone, get to a computer, and find somebody at the other end of that phone or computer that can reach out to them in prayer and counseling and ministry with the Word of God, maybe with a, a living word or an encouraging word or just a prophetic prayer or just a scripture-based prayer that brings faith and, and brings healing and brings life. And so we want to reach out to you that way. You know, we know a lot of times in today's uh, scheduling uh, the way things are running, as busy as our days get, as busy as our weeks get, you know, sometimes it's hard to juggle a family and 
a career, you know, um, time for your spouse, time for your children, time for church, time for Jesus. You know, a lot of times uh, the demands of our day place such a, a hard toll on us that we can't always get to a service. You know, maybe we work in the evenings, we can't get to a church service during the week. Or maybe you work on the weekends and you can't get to one on the weekend. Or maybe you work nights and weekends, and so as far as the church-going experience goes for you, you have them. And so with that being said, the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And we really want to make a point to let you know we're here. And so again, if you have any prayer requests, go to the phone, 619-638-8458. I'll be getting in the chat room here in a minute. It looks like i got my internet connection back up. And so, praise God, even though the devil can knock us down, he doesn't knock us out. And praise God, even though our enemy comes at us, listen, the Bible says no weapon formed or fashion against us is going to prosper. But let me tell you something. We started this uh, ministry back in December, uh, trying to get it going by the 1st of January. And, you know, we had some technical difficulties. And let me tell you something. When the Lord gives you a word and he tells you to go forward, whether it's in ministry or business or finances or whatever it is with your family or friends or whatever's going on, he tells you, gives you a vision, gives you an assignment, gives you a uh, destiny, something to do. Do not worry about the circumstances. Do not worry about what it looks like. Don't worry about how much opposition or how many enemies. Because listen, you know, when Jesus told the disciples, hey, we're going to go to the other side of the lake, okay, and they were all piled up in the boat, and the winds and the storms came, and the boat started rocking, and everybody was afraid, and Jesus said, don't be afraid, peace be still, look, and he spoke to the storm, and he called the storm, listen, if God tells you to go to the other side, guess what, he's going to make sure that you can get to the other side. Praise God, if God tells you to go do something, he's going to give you the ability and he's going to enable you to go forward and do those things. But praise God. Well, glory to God. Well, we're going to take a break here in a minute. Um, Actually, I don't know what's going on. I'm having some major computer difficulties tonight. And so if you guys will just pause with us, um, we're going to try to get some music going and go into a time of worship. And then we're going to be back and get into some teaching of the Word. So I know uh, tonight we just want to lift up you guys in prayer. Let's go ahead and open up in prayer and see what happens here. But Father, right now we just pray, Father, we just declare that no weapon formed or fashioned against us is going to prosper, that we're going to go forward in the name of the Lord. Father, we declare... The greater is he that is in the world, the greater is he that is in us and he that is in the world. And Father, we thank you that you're working on our behalf and fighting our battles for us, Lord. And that you're the victorious warrior. That Father, you cause us to be more than conquerors. You cause us to triumph. And Lord, even when our enemies come at us, Lord, you said they come at us one way, but you send them fleeing seven ways. Father, you he had David run after his giant. He didn't drop back. He didn't drop back from what you're telling him to do. But he ran after Goliath. He ran after the giant, and he faced his enemy. 
And I'm here to tell you that if you will stand having done all the sins, see, our weapons are not carnal, but they're spiritual. They're minded to God to the pulling down the strongholds. And if you'll get your armor on, and you'll get the sword in one hand, and you'll clothe yourself in Christ, and you'll allow the Spirit of God to put a boldness in your heart. You do not have to fear what men can do to you. You do not have to fear what your enemies can do to you, because listen, God puts you on the winning side. God fights your battles for you. And listen, God is not a loser. God is not a loser. He does not lose. Okay, so you're on a winning team. You're on a winning side. The victory has already been determined for you. You just have to grab a hold of it, lay hold of it by faith. See, the Bible says you can have whatever you ask. You can have whatever you ask. And so we need to start asking for the right things. So listen, we're about to go into a time of worship. I'm back up. I don't know what's going on with the Internet, but it looks like we're back up. So we're going to go into a time of worship here. Father, we just ask your kingdom come and your will be done over everybody tonight. Lord, open up our spirits. Open up our eyes. Open up our ears. Hear your voice tonight, Lord. And Father, we thank you for what you're doing, Lord. We thank you. Father, that you're moving in the lives of the men and women that are with me tonight. That you're moving in the lives of the men and women that are on the blog talk radio programs. They're ministering. We're moving in the lives of these men and women that are in the body of Christ and connecting with us through the website and Facebook. Lord, we want to reach out to them. So right now we cover them by the blood of Jesus and declare, Lord God, that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would cover their families, you'd cover their future, and you'd cover their finances. And, Lord, you'd lead them, lead them in the way they should go. We just pray as you, Father. Lord, we say, how lovely is your dwelling place. Oh, Lord, For my soul longs and even faints for you, faints for you, O God. 
at my door a lot lately. So I'm just using this as an anthem because it's the scripture. It talks about the one day. Better is the one day, one day in your house. And that tense of the wicked thing is the scripture right there. So we'd rather be a doorkeeper. Think of your, think of, think of what it's like, really, when you're dwelling right in the grip of the wicked one. That grossness that grips our soul and robs us of life. And this is an anthem, an anthem of freedom. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. All right, well, praise God, we're back. And this is another edition of Face to Face. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for the next 25 minutes on the program tonight. So it's about 11.34 Central Time. We're broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas. And tonight, I just wanted to share my heart a little bit. You know, we were having some technical difficulties, so I apologize. My phone's been dropping tonight. My computer's been down. But we'll say this, look, even though we're hard-pressed on every side, the Bible says we're more than a conqueror, that we're to stand having done all the stand and realize, like I was saying, even though we get knocked to the the mat every now and then, even though we get knocked to the floor every now and then, we can pick ourselves back up. We're, we're knocked down, but we're not knocked out. And so I'm here to tell you, keep getting up, keep Standing your ground. Get a firm footing. Dig your heels in. And put up your dukes. Get ready to fight. Because the bottom line is is that your enemy is going to always fight. There's always going to be warfare around the birth of a miracle. There's always going to be warfare around the birth of a miracle. Just realize that, okay, that God's spirit is pouring out. I really feel like the Lord is saying this is an hour, this is a season where he is passing out gifts to men. He is passing out gifts to women. He's passing out miracles. And this is the season, this is the hour that God is speaking that this is going to be a year of harvest. This is going to be your year of inheritance. This is going to be the year where you hear your God say, pursue and overtake and you shall recover all. Listen, if your enemy has come in and he has stolen the goods, he's stolen the spoils, you know, there's spoils and warrants. Sometimes when you, you get in a fight, there's sometimes a lot of casualties. There's a lot of losses. There's a lot of things that get stripped out of our lives through the process of the battle. Sometimes that's a good thing because it works character and it builds maturity and God uses it as part of the process. But sometimes it's it's when we shrink back and we let the enemy uh, get a stronghold or get a foothold or, or begin to advance on our camp. And so this is a season where we really need to begin to get the high praise of God in our mouth. 
the high praise of God in our mouth and the two-edged sword in our hands. You know, that's our weapon. You know, we fight. Not with weapons of war. Not with fleshly weapons. But we fight with weapons that are not carnal, but they're mighty to the point down to strongholds. What that means is, look, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb the word of your testimony. That means you have the blood of the Lamb at your disposal. Not at your disposal so much, but you have access. You have access to it. It's given for you to apply to your life. You must apply the blood of the Lamb to the doorposts of your house. You must apply the blood of the Lamb over your family. You must apply the blood of the Lamb over your future, over your assignment, over the purpose and the destiny of God for your life. It's got to be covered in the blood. You say, well, what does that mean? You need to realize that everything you do, everything you experience, everything you are in life has got to be a response from who He is in your life and what he has done in your life, and who is he becoming in your life. And the only entrance, the only access you have to the Father, the way you start your relationship with God, is by the blood of the Lamb, faith in God. No one can come to God unless the Spirit draw him, and no one can come to God unless he believes that he is. You have to have faith. But it's that blood that gives you the access. It's the blood that gives you entrance. It gives you that introduction. It paves the way. It makes the way. It breaks down the wall of separation. Listen, if you've got things in your life that are separating you from God, if there's areas in your life that you haven't consecrated over, if there's areas in your speech that you haven't consecrated to God, you haven't given wholeheartedly to God, if there's areas in your relationship, in your marriage, with your husband or wife, if there's areas in your family with your children or your parents, maybe it's with an employer or a boss or somebody that works for you or somebody you work for, depending on what the situation is, a client. Listen. You must apply the blood of the Lamb. You must apply the blood of the Lamb. It's the only way you're going to overcome in your business. It's the only way you're going to overcome in your finances. It's the only way you're going to overcome in your family. It's the only way you're going to ever apprehend the things in your future is by the blood of the Lamb and a faith towards God, a faith in God that He is your all in all. You see, the high praise of God in our mouth and the two-edged sword in our hands, that's the weapon of praise. Praise is a weapon. Worship is a weapon. There's a weapon. There's a warfare to worship. There's a warfare to praise. And when you begin to put on the garment of praise, when you begin to lift up the name of the Lord, listen, when God sent the armies of Israel into battle, they would put the praisers, the praisers, the worshipers, the music team, the, the singers, they would go before and they would begin to praise. And, and it was like a pageant. It was like a parade for God with the banners and the instruments and the singers and the dancers. And listen, they were doing warfare. They were clearing the air. They were allowing the angels of God to encamp in the presence of God. See, God inhabits the praise of his people. See, eternity in heaven inhabits the praise of God. 
Listen, around the throne room, read the book of Revelations. Around the throne room, there's high praise. Around the throne room, there's night and day worship. There's elders and beasts and and 24 elders around the throne, and there's angels with with wings over their eyes and wings over their feet and and wings that they fly with, and they're bowing down constantly, crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to give honor and glory and power. Later on, they declare Him as faithful and true. Constantly praising God, constantly praising the Father, constantly lifting up Jesus. And the Bible says to put on the garment of praise, Isaiah 61. Listen to this. Get into this for a minute. And let's look at uh, Isaiah 54 real quick. He says, Sing, O barren, that thou did not hear, bear. Break forth into singing and cry out loud that you did not travail with child, for more are the children of the deathless than the children of the married, by saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitation. Bear not, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. You shall break forth on the right hand, and on the left of your seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither shall you be confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for you shall forget the shame of your youth, and you shall remember the reproach of your widowhood not any more. For the maker, for the Lord thy maker is your husband, and the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall be called. Listen, let me stop there. He says, sing. If you're empty, if you're barren, if you're desolate, sing. See, there's there's a there's something about praise that moves God. There's something about praise that causes God to react, causes God to act. It says he inhabits the praise of his people. Look, Isaiah 35, I'm in Isaiah for a minute, but it says, uh, let's go to this, we'll go to this, Uh, verse 35, verse 2. It says, this shall blossom abundantly, we'll go back to the wilderness, verse 1, 35, verse 1, the wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. See, when you're barren, when you're dry, when you're empty, when you are hungry, you need to begin to rejoice. You need to begin to sing. Sing, O barren woman. Rejoice, desert. God says, I have had the praise of my people. Come before my presence with singing. Enter my gates with thanksgiving. Enter my courts with praise. Listen, there's a weapon. There's there's something that causes your your warfare to begin. It, it, it's like sending in the, the first battalion. Praise. It's like sending out the front line, army, the praisers. Sending in the praisers first. 
Praise God. The praise is a weapon. Let's go back and listen. So the desert shall blossom like a rose. Rejoice, desert. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. Listen to that. God says the desert, the wilderness, the solitary, dry places, empty places in your life, there's going to be rejoicing and singing and a refreshing and an abundance. Listen. Verse 2 says it shall blossom abundantly and blossom like a rose. It shall rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of Caleb. Shall see that the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm ye the feeble knees. There's a strength to praise. There's a strength to praise. If you've got a garment of heaviness, if something is weighing you down, if something is keeping you held back, if something is keeping you weak, God says praise, and there's a strength that will come upon you. There's an uplifting that will come upon you. All of a sudden, you can trade in your oppression. You can trade in your heaviness for freedom. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. There's no heaviness in God. Yes, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Yes, you may have times of travail and prayer and intercession because you feel the heartbeat of God and you feel the desperation of God. You feel the grieving of the Holy Spirit or you feel the, the offense of God in your heart. So all of a sudden you're wounded and you're grieved and you're hurt. Yes, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when the when the enemy comes and he's pressing hard and heavy against you and you're pressed on every side. Maybe you're like Paul and Silas who were put in a prison cell. And in the midnight hour, they begin to sing praises to the Most High God. Check it out. It's in the book of Acts. They begin to sing praises to the Most High God. And the Lord set them free. An angel of God came and literally shook the place. And the jail door was open. And these men went free. They were bound, but with the high praises of God in their mouth, they were set free. They were in chains. They were heavy. But listen, when you begin to praise, when you begin to worship, you begin to enter into warfare, and all of a sudden you're declaring war on your enemy, and you're hallowing the name of God. You're praising the name of God. You're declaring, God, you are my God. God, you are my strength. In my weakness, you're strong. God, you're my provision. I shall not want. You are my shepherd. And you begin to declare who God is in your life. And you begin to speak to the negative circumstances. And you begin to speak and declare what God is saying. And you begin to thank and praise God for what he has done and what he's going to continue to do in your life. And listen, friends, the praises of God, the worship, there's a warfare in it. It's one of your greatest weapons. You've got the blood of Jesus. You can overcome by the blood and the word of your testimony. You need to begin to remind God what he's done for you. You need to begin to remind yourself what God has done for you. You need to begin to remind your friends and your family what God has done for you. Get in the enemy's face and begin to declare, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And begin to imitate those that through faith and patience inherited the promises of God. That let it be unto you according to your faith. 
as a man thinketh in his heart, as he, whatever you speak out of your mouth, the confession of your faith. So begin to confess what the Lord has done. Begin to confess who the Lord is in your life. And this is what happens. He says, strengthen and confirm and say to them that are fearful of ours, be strong and fear not. Behold, your God will come with a vengeance and with a recompense. He will come and he will save you. The eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the dead shall be unstopped. Are your eyes blind? Spiritually blind, physically blind, listen. God says he can open them up. Get the high praise of God in your mouth. Allow the Lord to inhabit your life. Allow the Spirit of God to begin to strengthen your weakness. And allow God to open up your blinded eyes. And the deaf ears shall be unstuffed. And the lame shall leap. And the heart and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. Listen. For the wilderness waters will break out in streams in the desert, and the parched ground shall become a pool. This is Isaiah 35. We're in verse 7 now. We're doing 1 through 7 so far. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water, and the habitation of dragons where each way there shall be grass and reefs and wretched. And the highway, there shall be called the way of holiness, and the unclean shall not pass over it, but there shall be for those a wayfaring men through fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go thereupon and not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. Listen, when you get the high places of God in your mouth, and God begins to inhabit you, he will lift you up, and he will put you in a place where your enemy can't shred. He'll put you in your place, listen, on a straight path. He says, I'll spread the table in the presence of your enemies, and I will give you paths of righteousness. I'll make your crooked path straight, and your feet will not slip, and your, your feet will not stumble. He says, look, where I'm going to take you, there's not going to be any beast. I'm going to call it the highway of holiness. When you begin to walk in the, the presence of God, in a consecrated place with God, when you begin to dwell there, in the secret place of the Most High God. No unclean thing, no beast, no lion, no roundness beast, only the redeemed, only the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with song and everlasting joy upon their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sorrow shall flee away. Listen, if you begin to praise your God, you begin to call in his kingdom, and you begin to welcome his kingdom. You begin to allow him to inhabit your praise and inhabit who you are and inhabit your worship. You begin to use your worship as a weapon, and it begins to attract the spirit of God. It begins to repel your enemies. If you resist the devil, and he will flee, you draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And purify your heart with the fire, with the with the blood of Jesus. Apply the blood to your heart. Apply the blood to your eyes and your ears. Apply that blood to your life. There's cleansing power. There's purity. There's redemption. There's reconciliation. There's restoration. There's healing in the blood. I didn't even get to get into anything I was going to get into tonight. In fact, 
we're just kind of skimming the surface, and these weren't even the scriptures I was getting into tonight, but I felt like I needed to let you know. The Lord says, he's your maker. The Lord says, sing and shout for joy. Sing and shout for joy. Sing and shout for joy. That's what the Lord is saying. That's what we need to do. Praise God. To put on the garment of praise. To count against the spirit of heaven. It's Isaiah 35, 1 through 10. The sorrow and the sign will flee away. Hey, Isaiah 40, verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles and run and not be weary, walk and not faint. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no mighty increase his strength. Even to the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord, wait in his presence, wait in his presence, worship him. Use the praise as a weapon. Use the blood of Jesus as a weapon. Connect with him. Listen. He says in 44, verse 3, I pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon your offspring. And they shall spring up as among the grass and the willows by the water courses. They shall say, I am the Lord's, and the other shall call himself by the name of Jacob. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and the last, and beside me there is no God. But he says, I'll pour water on them that are thirsty. I'll put floods on the dry ground. I'll put my spirit on your seed. That's what God intends. This is what God's intending. This is what God's intending. He wants you to be touched. He wants to touch you. By his spirit. Listen, this is why Jesus came. This is why Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. 61, Isaiah 61. We're just going to be in Isaiah for a little bit. We're we're going to wrap this up. Praise God. Isaiah 61, listen. I'll get, go through this real quick and we'll be back in this tomorrow, I have a feeling. Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. This is why we have the presence, the Holy Ghost, the anointing of God, the glory of God does this. He's anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. See, there's good news. God's got good news. And when the Spirit comes on the scene, he brings good news to the meek. He comes to bind up the brokenhearted. Verse 2, he proclaims liberty to the captives and opens the prison to them that are bound. He proclaims the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of favor, and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Are you mourning? He wants to comfort you. Are you at captive? He wants to set you at liberty. Are you in prison? He wants to open the prison door for you. Are you meek? He wants to make you strong. Are you weak? He wants to make you strong. Have you been getting a lot of bad news? The Holy Spirit wants to come and bring you good news. He wants to appoint them that mourn in Zion and give beauty for ashes. Have you had a lot of ashes in your life? Things that have just burned up in the fire. God wants to restore and make it beautiful. All of joy for mourning. Have you been mourning? Have you been weeping? Weeping may endure for the night, but here comes joy. Garment of praise. There it is for the spirit of heaviness. 
He's going to break that heaviness. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. He's peace which passes all understanding. And if you keep your mind on him, day and night, let the word of God rule your heart, he'll keep you in perfect peace. Listen, he says, they will, he'll call you a tree of righteousness. To the planting of the Lord, that, my, that he might be glorified. And when God plants the seed of his son, when God plants the seed of his word in your life, there's going to be glory that comes out of your life. He wants to build up the old waste places. Verse 4, raise up the former desolations. Raise up the waste cities. Repair the waste cities. The desolations of generations. Look, what's been wasted in your life, what's been ruined in your life, he wants to raise it up and redeem it in the season. He does not want to give it to the enemy. So praise God. Listen, let me pray for you. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Erzog. You can check us out on our website, www.prayerinternational.org. You can go to the phone, 619-638-8458, and call in. Check out our show, the prayer request. Listen to the show that way. If you can't uh, get back to a computer, you can always call in and listen. Of course, we're on Blog Talk Radio. Ustream, YouTube, Tiny Chat, Skype. So let me pray for you. Listen, the Word of God says He's going to bring streams in your desert. He's going to open up your blinded eyes, open up your deaf ears. He's going to bring hope to the hopeless. He's going to strengthen the weakened. He's going to heal the sick. He's going to bring life, raise the dead. He's going to cleanse the leper. Listen, friends, this is what the word of the Lord promises in your life if you will lay hold of it. If you will get the praises of God in your mouth and the two-edged sword, which is the word of God, that two-edged sword, which is the word of God in your hand, get it in your mouth. And do not let it depart from you. You will obtain your inheritance. You will overtake and pursue and recover all. Listen, the dry ground will become a spring. What's been ruined and wasted, God says in Isaiah 61, he'll raise it up. And he'll bring glory out of it. He'll get glory out of it. Everything works together for the good of those that are called according to his purpose and that love God. And if you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself, Jesus said, you've fulfilled the whole law. So just love God, worship God, praise Him. And when the enemy comes at you, get the high praise of God in your mouth and the two-edged sword in your hand, friend, and attack. Run after your giant and take his head off. Don't draw back. God says his pleasure, and soul has no pleasure in them that draw back. You put your hand to the plow, you don't look back, but you go forward, setting your face like a flint, and going forward. Listen, in the name of Jesus, we empower you, we encourage you, we charge you to go forward, that you would put your hand to everything, it would prosper as the Lord leads. God would be your source. He would open up your ears and your eyes, and you would see him. You would behold him if he changed. You would hear his voice, and that you would know him and be strong and do great exploits. Well, praise God. We just bless you tonight. We thank you for listening. Thank you if you're listening live or on the archives. We just bless you for taking your time. Check out our website. We're we're uh, getting in the chat room uh, every night, checking different things out. And so feel free to get involved. Uh, check us out, www.prayerinternational.org. And, of course, uh, we just thank you tonight. 
And we just give you praise in Jesus' name. So, glory to God. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.